We were talking to Roger about who he would choose to go 80 yards down by six with a minute to play. Roger, I'm putting you on the spot. Who would it be? Well, I'd like the ball in my hands because I, you know, I don't want to <laughs> have someone else do it. But want to leave me out? I don't, I'm going to leave you I, out. I don't want to be bright. <laughs> I talk about myself, but you'd have to say that you'd be lucky to have an Aikman, a Favre, a Young, or a Marino as far as quarterbacks that are playing today. And but then you have to look at you know, an Elway and. Those guys can do it today. Any of them get the ball in their hands, they can do it. And, of course, probably uh, Montana of, of all time would be the kind of guy that he did it time and time again. If I really pick one, the guy, I just think a lot of Troy. I think Troy Aikman comes through when he has to come through. Welcome to a throwback edition of the Roman Gabriel Show. You're really going to enjoy this conversation. My guest is one of the great quarterbacks of all time. 1963 Heisman Trophy winner from Navy, a two-time Super Bowl champion and Super Bowl MVP, named by the Sporting News as one of the top 100 greatest football players of all time. The quarterback of America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Captain America, Captain Comeback, Roger the Dodger. He led the Cowboys on 23 game-winning fourth-quarter drives. Yep, he's Roger Staubach. In this throwback interview, we talked about what quarterback he would choose to win one game in the last minute of an NFL game. His thoughts on who the best quarterbacks of all time were and the Cowboys' colossal battles in the Super Bowl against the great Pittsburgh Steelers. When I was in college looking forward to being drafted in the NFL, a 20-year-old young quarterback, there were three QBs I paid attention to, the Seahawks' Jim Zorn, the Falcons' Steve Barkowski, and the Cowboys' Roger Staubach. I admired Roger's outspoken stand about his faith in God and the importance of faith, family, and football, a lifestyle choice that I built the Roman Gabriel show around. So enjoy this conversation with a real-life hero and role model on and off the field, the great Roger Staubach. And remember, for all your sports and entertainment content, go to our official website at romangabrielshow.com. That's romangabrielshow.com. Or get the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts and subscribe now. Welcome to the Roman Gabriel Show, romangabrielshow.com, and anywhere you get your podcasts. And when I was growing up, uh, this guy was what the NFL was all about. Roger Staubach is our very special guest tonight. What more can I say? Six NFC Championship games, two Super Bowl victories. He was inducted to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1985. But what I liked about him was his tenacity coming out of the Naval Academy. 23 times a comeback for the Cowboys, 14 times in the last two minutes. He was the guy who stirred the drink, as they say, in Dallas when it came to getting the job done in big games. He now, of course, is the head of the Roger T. Staubach company that's right real estate national and uh, he is a very successful businessman in that area roger great to have you in tonight well it's great talking to you roman as usual roger this year everybody talking about four teams in the nfc actually three teams in the nfc they've been there before the san francisco 49ers of course the dallas cowboys have been talked about the world champion green bay packers of course those teams were tough when you played and you're in the Dallas area, tradition has not changed as the Cowboys look to get back on top again this year. Well, Dallas uh, really uh, had its 
had its uh, probably weak period in probably from about 85 to 89, and then they got Troy Aikman in the draft and and uh, made the made the trade for uh, for Emmett Smith. And in the 90s, they've just been an excellent team. Uh, obviously, they've had they've had a few uh, few little problems here and there, and and some that are more serious than others, but. The core of the team, the Aikman and Smith, and and uh, the, you know the Darren Woodsons of the world, and the Tolberts, and the Hennings, and the Johnsons, they they still have a heck of a football team. And Aikman is uh, at his best right now, and is anxious and looking forward to a big season this year. Okay, Roger, you played for some great Dallas Cowboy teams. Uh, as you said, this is no different. They have the nucleus of stars, of course, the long contracts with Deion Sanders, and with uh, Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin, Troy Aikman. Troy went through some tough times uh, with the Cowboys early on, one win season as a rookie. Can you kind of get a feel for his deal? Because when you came in from the Naval Academy, there was a struggle for a year or so until you got the feel for the game. Uh, tell me about Aikman and about his progress since you've seen him. Well, I think it's really tough for a quarterback to come in and be thrown into a, into a, a tough situation, any quarterback, and that it, it really becomes a, a you know a mental situation and. You know, he Schuler was thrown in at Washington in a tough situation, and he's a very he's a good quarterback, and he's going to get his chance now with the Saints to start over again. Aikman came in the same way, and and Aikman's just a really a tough guy mentally. I mean, he's the kind of guy that if he tells you he's going to do something, he's going to do it. He's just a he's just an all around uh, top person, and and uh, a very tough player. And he fought through those those uh, those tough times, and he hung in there, and he had the ability. It's just that mentally he just uh, kept kept fighting and uh, and staying with it and became uh, as good a, a championship quarterback that's ever played the game. He's he's won three world championships. He's been almost perfect in those those uh, those drives to the uh, Super Bowl. So he's just he's tough mentally, but physically he's really gifted. He's big. He's strong. He throws with tremendous accuracy and uh uh and a lot of velocity for for uh for a quarterback to have the accuracy and the velocity you can put some ball in some tight situations so Aikman can do it all and uh, he's the he's the catalyst last year they had a, a tough year they had a lot of problems the uh, Michael Irvin situation they had some injuries and and uh uh he still he still played well but not not to his his level and I think he's back to his level this year well, you know, it's interesting, Roger, a lot of people, of course, talk about statistics, and when they talk about who will go down as one of the great quarterbacks of all time, it's incredible to me that, uh, you know, Aikman with the three Super Bowl wins sometimes doesn't get the credit for being the individual player he is. I mean, when you got a running back like Emmitt Smith, obviously you're not going to be throwing the ball all the time, but uh, the talk is a lot about Dan Marino and Elway and these guys that put up the big, big numbers, but they have no rings and he's got three, and you're the same type of guy, a team player, although you hold a lot of Cowboy records. The bottom line is stats may not have meant that much to him as they don't uh, to, meant to you. You know what I mean? Well, stats are, you know, they're important when you look at them, in, you know, properly. When you look at them in just gross yardage and and uh, and, and touchdown passes, uh, it's, it's, that doesn't always tell the story. It's getting the ball in the end zone. It's, it's performing when, when, the, when the, uh, the, the situation's critical and Aikman, if if the Cowboys don't have Aikman, they're they're not Super Bowl. Uh, they're not a Super Bowl team in the '90s. He's he's really the guy that that they needed to 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 uh, to rally around. And of course, adding Emmitt Smith was a big deal, and and he's helped a great deal. And he's a he's one of the great running backs of all time. And you start you know the NFL, you want to rely on the run. You want to you want to especially have a big line. But it still comes down to quarterback making the third down plays, getting in, getting the team into the playoffs, not making mistakes, not throwing the interceptions, 
and just being a leader. And Aikman is 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 the best quarterback in the NFL. If you want to take a team, all things being equal, whether it's Steve Young, whether it's Marino, whether it's Elway, uh, I'm going to take Aikman every game. You know, let's talk about when you were with the Cowboys because at that time under Tom Landry, it was a very disciplined system. You had a group of guys around you that were extremely disciplined. You did not have the distractions that a lot of these players have today. And you look at this off season. Troy Aikman for the last couple of years has been upset at the lack of discipline and wanted to see a tighter practice uh, run by Barry Switzer. And really, they finally had it out, I guess, this off season. And we've seen a big difference in the way the campers run and, and the early discipline in this club as they started out slow a year ago. Roger, is it tougher for a guy these days like a Troy Aikman to be a leader and to demand the discipline when the coaches and maybe some of the other players don't follow that suit? Well, I think so. I think, I think Roman, a quarterback, you know, you want to worry about that leadership on the field and making sure that the team believes in you and, they, and you make things happen. Off of the field, obviously, you, you, you want them to respect you, but you, you don't, you can't be the, uh, the disciplinarian. It, it gets tough. And, and especially today, you know, young players have a lot of money. They have agents that, uh, some, you know, give them advice that isn't always the best advice. And there's some, some good agents, but you have a lot of these distractions, uh, because you have money, you have, you have people that, that are hanging on and you have to mature quickly. And if you don't mature quickly, uh, it can affect your play on the field. So a coach has got to make sure that, Hey, these are the rules related to the game. Uh, as, as far as when you, when you're in, in meetings or you're at practice and, and so you have to have a disciplined environment to, to be successful. Aikman is the kind of guy that does want discipline, but he doesn't want to have to be the one that uh, that that uh, rules on on the field as far as discipline. He wants to rule on the field as far as getting first downs and getting touchdowns. So uh, I, I think this year they really have addressed uh, you know trying to to get back on track, get focused, and stay out of the the the, the news other than for winning football games and not their off field act, activities. So. The behavior aspect of every team today, there's there's issues that that you have to deal with, and the Cowboys, being being the the uh, premier team, uh, obviously have to be a little bit uh, uh, more sensitive to those problems. So our special guest, well, uh, he needs no introduction. One of the great quarterbacks in NFL history, and one of the great guys in NFL history. I ran into him, of course, when the Panthers took on the Cowboys and were victorious in the playoffs last year here in Carolina. And, Roger, what a difference those two teams made last year, Jacksonville and Carolina, really stepping up. Uh, some people talking about advantages for them. Other people saying they just ran their program well. Your feeling about these two establishments and how they have affected the NFL? Well, I think they've really uh, they've got really smart people in the front office, and they've got uh, uh, two excellent coaches that, that, that really uh, understand the importance of, of, of the X's and O's, but they do have disciplined teams in Capers and, and Coughlin. So, they, they've both done a, a great job. They surrounded themselves, you know, with three free agency. They've made some good decisions on 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 drafting and, and also adding some veteran players. So they it was a it was you know some great stories when you see what uh, Jacksonville did against Denver in the uh, playoffs, and it was a great game. And then of course uh, Carolina when they played Dallas. You know, I was you know as you mentioned at the game, and uh, it was just a, a heck of a heck of a game and the the fans were fantastic they were really into the game and uh they beat dallas and uh it, it was a great victory for uh for both teams uh having such uh young teams but but great seasons of course roger the cowboys will get a shot back at carolina as they take them on in the regular season this yeah. year you had a chance to see a very young quarterback and a guy many people are talking about being one of the greats down the line if he continued to improve and that would be Kerry collins your assessment of his young career 
Well, I think Kerry is one of those guys that is going to continue continue to emerge. He's, he's shown the signs of becoming uh, the you know, but Brett Favre it took him a little while, and and uh, you know, if you look at Favre and Aikman, Marino, and and Young, and and uh, Bledsoe, uh, uh, you know, Kerry is right into that that getting into that Bledsoe category, and and then you know, Bledsoe can step it up another notch too, and. So it kind of takes a number of seasons, but he's got the uh, seems like he's got the, the the confidence as a quarterback, and he sure has the physical skills. He's a big guy, and uh, and uh, the same with Brunel. I mean, this guy is uh, I mean, he is really impressive in, in Jacksonville, and the league really needs some emerging young quarterbacks right now. Uh, hopefully, Heath Shuler can come through with the Saints because uh, there's just a few quarterbacks at the top, and if you if you're going to really try to get through a season and and win a championship. You've got to have a real fine quarterback uh, leading your team, and uh, Collins has that ability, and also I think Brunel does at, at, at this stage, but they just have to go out and continue to, uh, to prove it. Everybody, this is Roman Gabriel, host of the Roman Gabriel Show. You know, our mission is much larger than providing you an entertaining podcast. Our country faces an ongoing crisis of underage youth battling alcohol and drug addiction and a rising suicide rate. This problem impacts all of us and our families. Our nonprofit, the Sold Out Youth Foundation, has been my passion since 2003, impacting hundreds of thousands of middle and high school students, challenging them to an alcohol and drug-free life, while providing a life-changing interactive online education platform, teaching students valuable life skills and success principles, equipping them to pursue their passion and dreams. I need your help. Our program is successful because of people just like you who financially support our movement. Please give safely and easily today by going to our website at soldouttv.com. That's soldouttv.com and click on the red donate button. Or right now on your cell phone, text soldout20 to 484848. That's soldout20 to 484848. All donations are 100% tax deductible. And believe me, any amount will help. Your generous gift can help one more child stay on the right path to health, wellness, and success. Thank you, and be sold out. Hey, this is Nick Ruffini from Revoice Media, and I'm the executive producer of The Roman Gabriel Show. We got involved with this show because we realized that Roman has a passion for educating the next generation, and we need your help. We need you to be a donor and go to soldouttv.com and donate, whether it's one time or an ongoing basis. Please help us educate the next generation by becoming a donor. Go to soldouttv.com and click donate. And remember, you can help us at the Sold Out Youth Foundation by donating. Text sold out 20 to 484848. That's sold out 20 to 484848 and help us help your students to stay drug and alcohol free. Of course, Roger, you were a quarterback in the Naval Academy, saw some great quarterbacks in the 60s. Then when you were in the league in the 70s, maybe the greatest era for quarterbacks ever. And as you said, we've got some great ones in the last part of their careers right now. And I wanted to give the fans out there a little feel for, you know, a guy like you, great tenacity, tremendous when the, when the ball game was on the line, a big winner. Just a couple comments as I throw out some big names, some guys that you played around and played with, and also uh, some of the guys from now that are big names. Dan Marino. Well, Marino is going to be looked at as is one of the uh, the greatest quarterbacks that's ever played the game because he's he, he he's just he's had so much uh, uh, 
you know, ability to, to he gets the ball into tight situations. He's got the quick release. He's kind of the stereotype uh, drop back passer, and he's a he's a winner. Dan is the only thing you know he wants that that Super Bowl, but you, you still have to have the players around you to get there. But Marino will be go, will go down as is is one of the great quarterbacks that's ever played the game, and he'll probably have all the records. Okay, a guy that did, has not had much success in the Super Bowl, maybe without the team around him, John Elway. Well, Elway is. I'm. I'm. I'm a big Elway fan. He. 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 He gets. The, he gets the job done. He gets. Uh, he wins the big games. He makes the. He. He makes the comebacks. And he took three teams, three Denver teams, to Super Bowls that really didn't have the the the, the overall strength uh, uh, against the teams they played in the Super Bowl. Elway, I think, has been the difference for them to be at such a high level. Now they're starting to get. He's starting to surround himself with good players. And you know, last year I really thought that Denver would go to the Super Bowl. They had a Jacksonville had a perfect game against them. But Elway is uh, a magnificent quarterback. Okay, a guy similar to you, Roger, who had a tremendous system and great people around him, but really made it happen when it counted in big games. Joe Montana. Well, Montana is uh, is the consummate uh, guy that uh, is, as far as winning Super Bowls and and just having that that that. Making great decisions. I mean, if you look at the games Montana played, and he he just knew what to do with the ball. He he had a system there that he he just perfected because if if he was throwing the ball to Brett Jones, uh, you know it looked easy, but he had made a decision that he couldn't throw it to Rice or he couldn't throw it to uh, to somebody else, and uh, he just made, Montana just made great decisions, and he's very athletic. People don't realize that Joe Joe Montana is so athletic. He's uh, he, he can. Got a tremendous vertical leap. He moves well, and uh, you know, you know, people pattern themselves after Montana as far as uh, quarterbacking. Yeah, a guy you saw late in your career actually played against in your first Super Bowl, which was a loss to the Colts. Johnny Unitas. Well, you, you know, you're asking me now about the best, so I, I'm, I can't, uh, you know, just to go on. These are the guy. These are the people at the at the top of the heap. And Johnny Unitas is the guy that I followed when I was a, when I was at the Naval Academy, and. I can still see him throwing passes to Raymond Barry and uh into Jimmy Orr into the corner of the end zone or uh I mean he just he just did it time and time again and I think still he has the record for most touchdown passes uh uh in consecutive games. So Johnny U was with uh Johnny U and Otto Graham and uh, and Bard Starr were guys that I kinda looked up to when I was uh when I was growing up and you know, your dad was uh was uh was one fantastic quarterback with the Rams, and I remember when he beat us with the with the Eagles a few times too. So Roman was really one of the one of the kind of the the the, uh, the big guy like they are today. I mean, back then we Montana or myself, we weren't. And I'm six three, about one ninety five. But you know, with your dad was a big guy as as, as Bradshaw was and uh, right. Aikman, and uh, the quarterbacks are bigger. But your dad was one of the first big successful. Uh, great quarterbacks okay roger i'm leading up to something we're going to come back for our final segment with the great former quarterback of the dallas cowboys and uh, we're going to ask him if he had 10 seconds left on the well let's, uh, let's extend it a little bit if he had 50 seconds left on the clock and 80 yards to go down by six which quarterback would he choose and we're talking to roger Staubach, and we appreciate him coming in of course a very successful businessman all across the country he has his own real estate company and uh, is very busy in the dallas area also had a chance to meet some of his kids at the last Panther game. And, uh, Roger, before we get to that big question about uh, who you would get to take the ball in the last series, tell everybody about what your children are doing because I ran into one of them who's back here in the ACC at Duke. 
Well, our, our oldest uh, daughter's married with two children. Then we have the, our second has just got married, and she's a lawyer in Dallas. And the third one's in law school, and uh, a daughter that graduated from Vander, Vanderbilt. So we're bringing lawyers in the world. I, I guess <laughs> I guess that's okay. <laughs> and then Jeff uh, just graduated from Duke, and he's had a tryout in a rookie camp with the Yankees. So he's still hanging in in down uh, playing uh, in Tampa right now. And uh, he he had a good he, he's a walk on at Duke, and he had his moments at Duke. And his senior year, he played quite a bit, and he's big and strong. And so they're giving him a look right now, and he's kind of living his dream. But he was he he graduated from Duke, and our last daughter's a a junior in college at Texas A&M. So we've got uh, a big family, and they're growing up. A lot of ability in that Stalbeck family. Of course, yeah. when we went to break, we were talking to Roger about who he would choose to go 80 yards down by six with a minute to play. Roger, I'm putting you on the spot. Who would it be? Well, I'd like the ball in my hands because I, you know, I don't want to <laughs> have someone else do it. But you, 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 you want to leave me out? I don't, I'm going to leave you I out. I don't want to <laughs> talk about myself, but to, to uh, that – I, I would, uh, I, you'd, you'd have to say that you'd be lucky to have, uh, an Aikman, a Favre, a Young, or a, uh, or a Marino as far as quarterbacks that are playing today. And, but then you have to look at the, you know, an Elway and, and, uh, those guys can do it today. Any of them, uh, get the ball in their hands, they can do it. And, and, uh, and of course, probably, uh, Montana of, of all time, uh, would be the kind of guy that, uh, that he did it time and time again. So you couldn't go wrong with um, with the people we've talked about, from Ioannidis to Montana to these 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 the, the really great ones today. That uh, I, I don't want, want to just pick one, but I, if I really picked one, the guy I just I just think a lot of Troy. I think Troy Aikman comes through when he has to come through. He's won three three world championships. He's taken him to the to the brink a, a few other times. So we're just lucky in Dallas to have the best here. You know, Roger, I almost think even though you won the two with Miami and Denver, that those two teams that played against Pittsburgh might have been your two best teams. Well, the, the 75 team was, we were a young team. We were a team that we, we really, get, we got the Super Bowl as a wild card team. We won big games. We had the Hail Mary pass that year. So we, we were, I think, a little bit overachievers that year. And we, we played Pittsburgh a great game. And, it, you know, we, we, had a, we had a shot at the end. But the team that we, uh, we had after we beat Denver the next year, we had, uh, we had another year of Tony Hill. We had Tony Dorsett. Preston Pearson coming out of the backfield. We had Drew Pearson. Offensively, we 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 were a great team. We'd won eight in a row going in the Super Bowl, and Pittsburgh was a great team. They'd they'd come off of a rough year the year before, some injuries, and it, I think it's two of the best teams that ever played in a Super Bowl against each other because we had it all offensively with we had a Dorsett and and defensively we were strong, and so was Pittsburgh. And uh, you know that's the game I think that is the most disappointing. Uh, for me, because I think we could have won that game, we had we had the we had some breaks that went against us, and you can't have that against a great team like Pittsburgh. And and they made some plays when they had to, so they beat us thirty-five to thirty-one in a game that I think we had the best team that Dallas has uh, has had during during the, the time I played. That we we just had it all offensively and and defensively and. It just so happened we had we played against a great football team in, in the Steelers. Now, Roger, it gets volleyed about people talk about the greatest teams ever. Of course, the Vince Lombardi Packer teams, some of your Cowboy clubs. Uh, they talk about uh, the pre-Super Bowl teams, the Unitas Baltimore teams, uh, you know, San Francisco and Montana, these Dallas teams of the 90s, uh, you know, you name it, a lot of great teams. If you had your choice when you were playing and could get a shot at one of these Super Bowl teams, uh, which one of these great clubs would you have liked to have played? Well, the the uh, I mean, Dallas. I mean, you, you go on. I guess how many 
teams that if you win Super Bowl, I mean, we we were always in the thick of it in the 70s. The NFC really only won a couple of Super Bowls, and and we were the team that won them. And uh, the AFC really with Pittsburgh and Oakland, Miami, they were hot. Now it's the NFC that's been hot for for a number of years. So Dallas is the talent that we had, especially that team at the end. We had we had the speed, we had the receivers. You know when you know when talking about Dorsett and Tony Hill and Drew Pearson and. Billy Joe Dupree and Butch Johnson, man, we, we could do everything. And I think that team could compete against anybody. And we played against, I think, the best team that was in football uh, that, that they beat us, and that was the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you look across the, the, the line with, with Bradshaw and Stallworth and, and Swan and, and with Jack Lambert leading their defense, uh, we would go against any. I think either those two teams could go against any any team that's ever played in the NFL, and it would be one heck of a game. So... Uh, you know, you get in the 80s and you got the 49ers, but they they were playing some weaker teams from the AFC. But the 49ers were a great team also. And now in the 90s, the Cowboys with with Emmitt Smith and Aikman and and uh, Irvin and and the receivers and the defense they've had, these are all great teams. And uh, you can all put them in a pot and and hopefully the computer game uh, could tell us because we're not going to find out any other way. But I, I feel that our team with the speed and and the things we had with. Uh, uh, towards the end of the 70s, we, we, we had a heck of a football team. Roger Stahlbeck has been my very special guest on the Sports America Radio Network. And, Roger, of course, we appreciate you coming in tonight. And, of course, we're going to look forward to seeing you for that next Dallas-Carolina Panthers game. And uh, do me a favor. Come on back in with us during the season and give us a little assessment of uh, Dallas and how things are going. Oh, that's great. We play Carolina here, so we're going we're gonna to have a little uh, – the setting will be a little different. Roger, appreciate you coming in. Take care. Tell your family hello okay. and uh, appreciate it. Okay, Roman. Yeah. Take, tell your dad I said hi. I will. Thanks so much for listening to The Roman Gabriel Show. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a rating and review on iTunes, and be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And remember, you can help us at the Sold Out Youth Foundation by donating. Text SOLD OUT 20 to 484848. That's SOLD OUT 20 to 484848. And help us help your students to stay drug and alcohol free. The Roman Gabriel Show is produced in partnership with Revoice Media. Executive producers Roman Gabriel and Nick Ruffini. Audio editing by Justin Thomas. And graphic design by Catherine Wade. For more music, entertainment, and sports podcasts, check out revoicemedia.com. Listen to the Roman Gabriel Show at romangabrielshow.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.